Celebrations, or is it the opposite where you have to be the one to be the last man standing? Yeah, I think I have to be the last man standing now. I don't think I was the last man standing this week, so I let them down in that regard. But uh, I know, uh, I think most lads will be sensible enough to, to call it a day when, when it suits them. It's usually the, the boar's head, isn't it? The, the, do you do a local pub, or do you, is it a tradition every year? Yeah, our tradition would be the goat pub there in Goatstown. Oh, yeah. um, so we're, we're usually down there for the Monday club, and we're heading to town then after, so we had, we had a good time. What are the thoughts now that you've had time, a bit of time to reflect on the game last weekend? Narrow one, one point win, but look, as we were talking about before we even come, come, came on air today, like winning two, winning two Dublin Senior Championships in a row is no mean feat. Um, yeah, winning any number of Dublin Senior Championships is no mean feat. But Nafina put up a stern challenge. Oh, they did, yeah. Like Nafina, we're, we're always going to be a really tough test. Um, I've spoken before about how tough the Dublin Championship is, and, and definitely this year was the same. And um, I said maybe on paper it was probably the two best teams in the final so it was always going to be a tight game and it definitely was but yeah to do back to back is an unbelievable achievement um, obviously the last two years have been very successful but up to 2018 so I started playing senior 2013 I didn't get near county final so I'm definitely not taking these days for granted What's the change been? Uh, Robbie Brennan I suppose he came in in 2018 and he was just a new lease of life to the, to the whole team the club um, he kind of he just got us back playing football and got the enjoyment back in it. Um, gave us a really good structure and um, I suppose it just got a momentum maybe over the, over the years and we're very confident in, in how we play now and, and our, our team structure and, and what we want what we, what we want to do is uh, on the pitch. When you say that, so can can you be under I don't know like because football has changed. Can you be in a system where the enjoyment is slightly gone out of it, or when you say he brought the enjoyment back, how do you mean? Yeah, so like I said, say chemical Crokes traditionally yeah, a football and club, um, and I suppose since I was grown up uh, in, in chemical, poor McDonald from the age of four or five was getting us to kick the ball, kick the ball, and maybe in the previous management we went away from that a small bit, um, and and Robbie when he came back in, it, it was the emphasis was more so. On, on attacking football and I suppose 2018 was when we lost him unlocked then to an extent it was kind of gung-ho attack and, and maybe it, it worked to a certain extent and you we have did, to refine it you have to do refine yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I, I think it, it can work to a, an extent but I think attack maybe wins games and we, we kind of said de- defence wins championships so um, over the years we've refined this and we, we've worked on it and I think we're, we're at a level now where we're comfortable uh, at, at how we play mm. might just get you to pull that mic slightly clo- closer towards you yeah. again but uh, like Thinking about the Kilku game last year, like is there, is there an element of, of hurt pushes you on further because because he was so close to an All Ireland Championship last year, 
uh, and heavy favourites I would say probably heading into the final maybe not in your own camp in your own heads but um, does that disappointment kind of kick you on and give you that, that extra sting in your tail for this year? Yeah naturally enough I suppose you're, you're, you're actually heartbroken after the game and I probably didn't want to see a, a football for, for a few months afterwards but yeah when you go back training for me anyway the, the, like that scar would always be there but to make that scar a little less obvious would be to go on and try and mend it and go on and win one so um, yeah I suppose deep within I suppose it is a motivating factor to, to try and help your get over a defeat like that I think the flip side as well Shane is the likes of Nace of a wound from last year if you meet that they'll be like we, we actually feel we didn't perform against you <laughs> yeah absolutely like, Nace put up a tough challenge last year I think they were missing one of their star fours and Derek mm-hmm. Irwin and I'm sure they're coming in this year gunning for us um, and we're going to have to be at our best in, in two and a half weeks time to, when we face them so uh, absolutely like as in teams are definitely going to be coming up against us uh, with the same same approach You've one element, a uh, new element this year added, and that's uh, Shane Walsh. And just looking at some of the stats here, someone uh, Shane so, himself is basically goalie man. He's, he's well, of course, of course, a human killer. Aaron, like, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> touch on that for sure. Shane Walsh scored 18 points uh, for Kilmacutter en route to the, the title. So come on as a sub against Temple Oak. That that game scored a point. Quarter final against Kula kicked five points, three frees and one mark. Semi final started against Thomas Davis, scored eight points, eight, uh, five frees, one forty five, and then in the final uh, last weekend against Nafini, he was brilliant, four points, uh, including one free, four brilliant points as well what what has he brought it seems an obvious question but like what sort of uh, attitude has he brought to training and, and, and even matches as well it, it's it's quite clear that he's he's been a good acquisition <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> it's a little bit of an understatement <laughs> just slight understatement there yeah uh, I, I think everyone in the country knows how good Shane Walsh yeah, was yeah. like you know when he was joining us it was obviously going to be a, a major addition to us Um uh, like he's in, uh, what I've been most impressed about him is off the pitch and how he's integrated into the squad like obviously I, I said last week there's a, a concern about not a concern but a kind of when, when any young fella has joined the team coming up from minor or coming up from the intermediate team how they'll integrate with the team and I suppose when Shane came in that was maybe naturally the concern of, of how he might kind of fit in with the squad but like I said the, the bit I've been most impressed about him is, is off the pitch he's made a massive effort to get to know everyone um, with Galway gone so far in the All-Ireland Championship he was coming in in the middle of our Championship it couldn't have been easier for him but he's made a huge efforts with our team with the club in general he, he was down supporting ladies football numerous nights at their county final uh, he's down coaching teams in the club um, his mum and dad have been out all the games in the clubhouse there the last, last Sunday night so they're getting to know their mums and dads like so like him and his family have made a massive effort just to, to fit in with Kim O'Cood and uh, that's what I'd be most impressed about him to be honest What was your take on the whole controversy at the time I know the whole transfer was a little bit protracted and took maybe longer than it should have or could have taken but um, what, what's your thought on that generally within the GEA that, that this whole issue of, of swapping clubs and people I guess needing to do it for work purposes and not travelling up, up the road yeah and look, looking at the ideal world like, in, we would all love to, to be playing for our home our home club and like Shane is no different I'm sure he'd be loved down, to be down in Galway playing for, for his home club but uh, like you said work circumstances you take that he's up in Dublin and um, I think Shane got to a stage where he felt like he couldn't travel up and up and down to Galway anymore for, for that um, and he made a decision to move up and look I know it's not an ideal situation but um, like GA is part of the community and I think people would rather see Shane Shane Walsh playing football um, than not playing football and if that was the case that he wasn't able to play football in three or four years time because he was travelling up and down to Galway I think we would be better off like, I was saying this morning like, 
Mannion and Walsh are probably two of the most talented footballers to have ever play the game. I think that's fair to say. It's not an exaggeration. What was the WhatsApp group like? We're talking about WhatsApp groups. Was it like, did you read it in the papers or was it like, do Shane Walsh could be joining us? This could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, we were actually, we were out on holidays in Spain and, and Robbie, Robbie kind of pulled me over and I had Gal, we were playing Mayo and uh, he just kind of pointed up the screen. Shane was there and he goes, what, what do you think of Shane Walsh joining? What do you think? <laughs> not having I, I was worried about getting dropped, first of all. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, no, we, we, that was kind of the first time we spoke about it. We, we, we spoke. Do you think it was a laugh? Like, like, is this? Because it was so, it was so left field at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of, yeah, he was. I did think it was a bit of a laugh at the start, and then he kind of goes, "No, no, seriously." And uh, we did. We spoke about it more seriously after that. But that was kind of the first hint of uh, of the rumor I got about him joining. And uh, yeah, look, we spoke about it more seriously afterwards, and how he'd fit in, and how things would work and um, it wasn't just a case of I think coming in that was it like that there was things to be considered and um, I think Robbie talked to a few of us he spoke with the management team and um, he spoke with the, the club chairman as well like it wasn't just a case of him coming in and that was it like that there was things to be considered about. If, like if that timeline is right you have to respect the people involved because that was not leaked like in fairness that yeah. was kept under under wraps and that's impressive in this day and age in the G, yeah. extremely in the WhatsApp <laughs> world that we live in like it's extremely <laughs> impressive next time they'll leak it to off the <laughs> yeah. You have a tight dead WhatsApp group, obviously. Um, yeah, like, and, and what, what's he like in training then, Shane? Is he, is he, is it the type of thing where he's just doing things where you're like, this is ridiculous? Yeah, he's probably he's probably better in training. Some of the stuff he's in training, you'd be you'd just be laughing. Right. Like, you know, he'd be thinking the keeper and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> two feet as well. Yeah, like he, he is. He's ridiculous, and uh, like himself, Mannion are, are two quality players. So. Um, as inside forwards, we're, we're kind of screaming for the ball, and the two of them are pinging the ball over from 60 yards. So, <laughs> in that regard, it, it can be difficult. But uh, no, yeah, in training, the, the, he, he is, he's unbelievable. It's unfortunate for Paul, like, just to, to be injured again. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I was heartbroken from him. Like, his last year was tough for him. Obviously, I think it was against Port Ireland, and he got injured, and he missed the, the midst of the final then, and obviously the semi final and final. So, I think we, we touched on earlier on about kind of making amends for the, the last year and I think Paul was desperate to do that he really was like you know and since he's kind of come back into the club and committed full time to the club he's been he's been unbelievable like you know he's been a massive driving force for it and to be out injured again and to miss this campaign yeah, it's, it's really tough for me when you'd heard um, Desi announcing that, that that Paul and, and Jack McCaffrey were coming back to the, the Dublin panel what was your immediate thoughts this is a right, carrier carrier finished <laughs> it's over. <laughs> uh, I put words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I surprised. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, I was surprised because um, I, I wouldn't ask Paul. I'd be good friends with him, but I wouldn't be asking him. Like I think the last time I heard him speak about it was maybe with yourselves when he was on. And, yeah, yeah. Um, he kind of indicated that he was going to be concentrating on the club, and um, I hadn't really talked to him about it or asked him about it he gave me no indication and um, he, he mentioned kind of before it came out in the media and I said no fair play to you go back like uh, you're still he's still one of the best footballers in the country so um, I'm sure everyone would be delighted to see him playing for Dublin next year apart from Kerry maybe Can you relate to that um, like wariness of just the commitment involved like because the club is hard enough Oh it is yeah and like especially for Paul like, like GA definitely doesn't dictate his life. Like he's gone off travelling before. He's uh, professionally, he's very driven. Um, so like he's in, he does it. He does it. Like, like all of us, we, we've other things in our life apart from GA. And um, I think it just got to a stage where he he wanted to explore those things, and he did. And um, he's gone back next year now, and I'm sure he'll be he'll be unbelievable. Well, how, how do you see next year panning out? It's it's hard at this stage, early early days yet. But I mean, 
if Dublin do have the two lads back in at full fitness, uh, I mean, Kerry were brilliant last year, but but it certainly adds an, an enticing element to the to the championship next year. It does, yeah. Like Kerry were Kerry were very good this year, and um, they obviously beat Galway in the final. And Dublin ran ran Kerry very close, and obviously with the two lads going going back in, it would definitely be an addition to to Dublin. Um, I suppose from a, a mindset approach even for the rest of the wider Dublin squad to have them last back would be a massive benefit so I'm sure I'm sure Dublin will go in next year full of confidence and it might drive Kerry on next year it might kind of like get them kind of focused on, on things a bit quicker and um, so yeah I think it will just add to an interesting championship You're definitely mad to touch on the Galway links aren't you? Well, obviously Shane Hannon is a kind of a Galway name It is uh, well, my, dad, my dad's Dunmore man yeah. um, I'm from Newbridge, which I'm from, we're all essentially northeast Galway. You're like Killerair and Tume, um, like that is dad, the absolute yeah. heart of. Like, it was one of my regrets that they moved the Ch- uh, Tume Stadium away as being the county um, ground because Tume is the home of football, or I would have thought. But you have the pedigree for the job, the job, Shane. Could be a Galway. <laughs> so Galway your dad's club is what Killerair. My dad's club is Killerair, so poor Joyce. Poor, poor club. club, like support. You could transfer. You could. I mean, you could transfer. <laughs> you heard it here first. I think that would make as many headlines. Yeah. <laughs> Shane was Tume, yeah. Tume stars as well. Tume stars, yeah. So. Uh, Port Joyce would have been my hero going up. Like honestly, really, I would have been going to Galway games when I was younger, kind of sporting Galway more so than Dublin, really. Yes. Um, and Port Joyce would have been would have been my hero uh, growing up. Um, and I've met him a couple of times. Um, and then yeah, obviously my mum was from uh, Chum as well, Dunmore Road there, so Chum. So yeah, there's a few Galway connections there. And we had the thing like <clears throat> Vinny's coming in to talk about. He had to be there. My, I I I mistook it that I had to give my five, but like his performance, Shane Watts' performance in that final last year. You're like, oh. am I am I actually seeing this in defeat uh, admittedly but you're like as Gaelic football has been so maligned at times you're like between him and Clifford you're like this is an amazing sport when it's played well yeah it really was like, the two of them in that game were it was as good as kind of shoot off as mm, a shoot off as, as I've ever seen like you mm. know um, I was sitting at home thinking Jesus this is just going to make the headlines even worse now <laughs> for us like when he doesn't yeah. actually join us like, you know, but uh, I, you know that day just watching them it was unbelievable the, the, the some of the, the point scoring um, it was phenomenal it was like Park Joyce against me then 2001 2001 you got 10 yeah. points or something. Yeah, yeah yeah I remember like Michael Donnellan would have been my hero growing up as Dunmore a, or man you know I just upset even Jaff Fallon Derek Savage all those lads from that team Derek Savage like, yeah, yeah. do you remember going to would you have gone to going matches with your yeah, dad as a kid yeah 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 um, I can remember like the the tight one against Armagh maybe in 2001 yeah. mm. um, I can remember going to a lot of those games but yeah like isn't yeah like like Savage Don uh, Port Joyce uh, Gary Fahey was he the yes, captain back then yeah, like yeah. Yeah, those kind of lads would have when did you get your first Dublin jersey then uh, Jamie Mack when was that it would have been oh, I'd say probably when I started playing development squads like it was always <laughs> Pat, my dad was always putting a Galway jersey on to me like. <laughs> and Pat Pat was a, a cooler club man yeah so he moved up to Dublin um, in I think it was the 80s maybe and he, he kind of joined Kula for a couple of years and played for Kula so um, I think yeah, I touched on it before that that was the kind of plan it was for me to play for Kula um, and then Pork McDonald came into my primary school um, and Monaghan man he is yeah yeah. Um, always a link there's always, a link, always back, a link back, back, to, back to the country like, yeah. You know, uh, yeah he came in and he was the, the development officer for Crokes and kind of the leaflet was given to us I brought it home to mum and dad and I wanted to go to Crokes and, and that was it like Jesus, so the cool the cooler manager and chairman are just sitting watching this right now, going, "Ah, oh, Jesus!" Because your hurlers as well. It's like the Croaks are just on a juggernaut at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, in, like there's not a doubt about it. We're doing really well, and uh, touch touch wood there. The hurlers can can win on on Sunday as well. But um, like I said, like it's, in, it's good at the minute. But like it's in from 2000 and. 
like I think our last county final before 2018 was 2012 like so there was that six year gap where we were nowhere nowhere near it so we're doing well at the moment and I suppose these things come in, in cycles so like, Dublin uh, must be nearly like a provincial inter-county system is that competitive like oh, it is like he's in like the, the Dublin club championship I think it must be the most competitive yeah. club championship in the country like he's in on any given day like even in our in our uh, group stages against uh, some of the teams there like I was getting in the first game against Rohini and I genuinely was nervous going into it thinking we could, it could been upset in the cards here. Mm-hmm. Raheem, they're really good side. They're good players, um, and that, that that's kind of what you have to do in yeah. Dublin. Like, if you're not on it, you get caught. Like, Ballantyre in the next game, people were thinking that like we're naturally stronger. We're, we're going to beat them. Like, it was a really tight game. The ball was cleared off the line with about five minutes to go. We we're only two points up. Like, I think we won the game by four points. So it's uh, every game can be really, really tight. It's touch and go. Like the. Yeah, obviously you had to watch the Kilcoo lads lift the Andy American Cup last year, but 2009 wasn't it? Kilmacud last one, yeah. the Ireland club. Um, you probably remember that. That watching yeah. that as a, as a fan as well. I mean, that must have been uh, special, and it's probably whetted your appetite more to do it as well. Yeah, it did. Like for me, when I was growing up, like I suppose my dream was always to play for Kilmacud nearly more so than Dublin like isn't it um, it was always kind of looking at the likes of Darren McGee Johnny McGee Russell Carls Dave Nesta Papers. it was all those lads that I kind of looked up to they were my heroes watching Crokes and yeah to, to play for Kim McCord was was always my dream to be part of a team to win a championship was a dream and to captain the club to do it is is like beyond kind of what I can put into words really it's funny we we talked on the on the show the other morning myself and Jer about like the side the sheer size of the club and TG Carr had some stats up the other day about mm. the number of I think the number of teams say for example if Fianna had was more than the number of playing members like Ballyhill Shamrocks had yeah obviously the Kilmacud numbers weren't far off um, like we we talk about community spirit at some of the you know the village teams or the town teams across the country, but do you still are, are you, do you still manage to kind of bottle that community spirit and feel in Kilmacud regardless of the sheer volume of of, of teams? Yeah, like it's, I think it's easy sometimes just to dismiss like clubs like Kilmacud and maybe Fianna and Ballyboden as just super clubs and there's nothing going on. Like, and I can only speak from Croke's perspective. Like, but like in Kilmacud we have obviously the, the football we've the hurling we've late football with Camogie, but then outside of that there's there's like a cycling club there. There's um, a sneaker club, there's an inclusion club for kids with disabilities on a Friday, um, there's an Irish speaking club, there's a mental talk, mental health talks um, in the club. So like it, like it literally is Part the hub of the community. Like is in not everyone's playing Gaelic football and hurling camogie, but like there's way more stuff going on in the club than just that. Like so it, it literally is the hub of the community. So it's only kind of opposite to what the perception is out there. Like um, so yeah, for for me, I can only speak from Crow's perspective, but it's it's a massive part of the community. Even the fact that it's a, as you say, a dual club as well. It's such a. It's funny that the, the football final last weekend is the same pairing as the as the hurling final as yeah, well. Yeah, against the Fianna. Like yeah. that must be quite special as well to see the club able to compete on on two fronts in two sports. Yeah, it is. Like, and obviously, I think we only, we only Brian Sheehy is the only uh, dual player in the, on the team, and I think traditionally maybe Russell Carroll would have only been the one kind of playing both over the years. So there doesn't seem to be a massive crossover uh, of players. Why is that, you? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I know down the country, I was this. I was reading one of Brian Sheehy's articles there before I came in, and he he was kind of touching on falling between two stools, and I personally think it could be part of that. Um, like isn't down the country if there's less players you kind of have to facilitate them more but when there's so many players playing up in Dublin that 
I think it's very difficult to, to, to kind of facilitate everyone like isn't it? it's okay for one or two to do it but um, when there's so many players competing for positions um, I think it's very difficult to do it like. So the manager it'd be hard for him or her to say well you can't like if you're training one night less maybe you know I'll give player X the nod ahead of you kind of thing or? yeah and I think that's actually exactly what Brian said in, mm. in his article he was kind of saying that like he doesn't train any more or any less than um, say I do across the two weeks like he, he's mm. 50% hurl and 50% uh, mm. football but like when when Robbie uh, or the the, the the hurling management go down to, to pick the team if it is a kind of a toss up a 50-50 decision if one lad has had an extra train to perform it could just sway it marginally like you know I think it's kind of one of the sad things of the progression like because Conor Callahan, like if he hurled he'd be like Jesus you don't believe yeah. like if yeah. Neil Donahue would be like yeah we could win the All-Ireland here possibly who yeah. knows do you know what I mean it's yeah, like, yeah. and it's just I guess it is it's it's hard to see how it can happen in the modern era oh, it is yeah like, like you're touching on Conor there like, isn't, like he broke him with good hearts for mm-hmm. a few years there when, when Kula were, were on those runs to the All-Ireland final he, he put up massive scores against Crokes in, in county finals unfortunately but um, yeah no, it, it just it, it's so hard like isn't to, to do the duel I think if you have if you have seven or eight lads on, on each team I think it, 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 I think for me personally it would be it would be very difficult to do um, well anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's sliding doors moments for maybe if, if you'd kept playing for Kula Con never would have got playing for, for Kula back in the day so you never you just never <laughs> know learned <laughs> a lot of things here first exactly yeah um, interested as well Shane when you're the captain of a team as well you're obviously having to pick up little tidbits on leadership and, and you know trying to I guess lead by example you're a Formula 1 fan as well are you uh, I kind of briefly one day mentioned that I watched the <laughs> yeah. documentary it's and one next, little I'm throwaway comment Formula 1 fan yeah. so but would you take I guess my point is would you take you you mentioned Boris Joyce was your hero. Would you take uh, note of other people in other sports or take interest in other sports and, and go, right, that's that's someone who's a po- positive leader, a role model who you can kind of almost take into your own game with uh, with Kilmacott as captain as well? Yeah, I sw- yeah. Um, I, honestly, I don't put too much thought into it. Like, I know it probably doesn't make for Grace Radio. <laughs> I wouldn't put too much thought into it. Like, um, I, I spot, and I wouldn't even be massive one for roaring and shouting. Like, I just try to lead by example um, and train and just do the best I can and um, like we're lucky enough in the team to have like your your Warrior Carls and your Paul Mannion and Craig Diaz and Shane Horns like who can who are massive leaders as well so like yeah like I wouldn't be one for, for roaring and shouting and just kind of copying other players or or thing like that I just just try to go out and do my best and try give 100% and I suppose if people want to kind of follow that I'm all for it then Why were you given the nod as captain then do you think? Uh, I don't know to be honest I don't know like he's in like um, I suppose Craig Diaz was captain for for a long period of time we were joint captains then and um, Craig and Andrea had their first child and he was over in Barcelona for, for a few months last year after Covid um, and kind of Badger said look you, you, be the captain on yourself like and um, yeah I don't know it was it was I can't really explain why he's not. Andrea to thank, basically. Yeah. I've Andrea, yeah, to thank, thank for giving birth to me from Barcelona. Like, like, yeah, you win the All Ireland, she'll be first in the list. Of yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I just ask you a final one for me, Shane? Um, yeah. Like we were, I guess it, the topic of has come up about referee 
abuse and treatment of referees quite often on the show um, and even Jared last week was suggesting maybe do referees need to be mic'd up in Gaelic games like they are in rugby to kind of stop that because uh, there's just stories coming out every week you know from, from the club game across the country as to treatment of referees and like we were talking before you came in as well the fact you're a guard in, in Sheriff Street as well so this is Kevin Street, yeah. Kevin Street yeah, sorry yeah. Like, this is something that guards have to deal with as well so, so it's, it's you know it, it's a matter of respect but What's your take on, on the whole situation around treatment of referees at the moment in the sport? Because it seems to be quite pertinent at the moment. It does, yeah. It seems to be. I don't know. It's kind of a tipping point at the minute. Like, there's yeah. been an awful lot of bad headlines about press about it recently, and hopefully something can be done about it. Like, I know the GA, like, deserve so come down very harshly on, on people who. Um, who are abusive um, verbally or physically towards refs. So, um, yeah, it does seem to be maybe at a tipping point. So, something probably has to be done about it because, I don't know, without refs, we, we can't play our games. They're an important part of the games. I know they frustrate people, um, but, like, isn't they're a massive part of the games. Um, so, yeah, like, it's something probably has to be done about it if if it does continue the way it is. Great stuff. Listen, Shane, much appreciated for coming in. We'll Thank you. Sure you'll, you're, you're, we'll keep an eye out on you lifting the, the anti-American cup potentially later in the later in the year, but... All um, about Galway. Are you visualising yeah. that moment yet, or you, you don't allow yourself to get ahead too, no, too, no, too no. far ahead? No, no, no. I look to Parnell Park in two and a half weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. Long yeah. way to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shane, thanks for coming. Thanks, man. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.